Welcome to the Podity. I'm Stephen. I'm Nate. This is the show where we talk about all things nerdy, from the Baron to the Nibble. And today we will be talking about it. Geronimo. It is an American supernatural horror film directed by Andy Muschietti and written by Chase Palmer, Carrie Fukunaga, and Gary Dopperman. The film was produced by New Line Cinema, Cat Smith, Production Lynn Pictures, and Vertigo Entertainment. Well, at least for the very first chapter one, and later on chapter two, uh, Barbara Muschietti was involved in the production as well. It is a two-part adaptation of the 1986 novel of the same name by Stephen King. Hey, nice name. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, and he's really fa- this really famous writer that writes amazingly. Yeah, he has a P too. Oh, that's oh, that's nice to know. In this episode, we will primarily just talk, <laughs> just talking about the New Lines production version that was released in 2017 and subsequently for Chapter 2 in 2019. And that is simply also partly because I haven't watched 1986 one. Uh, no, the book came out in 1986. The miniseries oh, came out in 1990. Right. Okay. And yeah, as you can see or hear. Very manner, clearly, yeah. Very clearly that Nat here is a big fan of it since a long time ago, if I'm not wrong. Not a big fan. Oh, not a big fan. Uh, Traumatized by it. Oh, right. I, I study up on my fear so I know what I need to protect myself against. <laughs> that's, how yeah. I, that's how I'm aware. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think uh, we'll be talking more about that trauma that he has been carrying since his childhood days. Yeah, since I was uh, like five, I think. Oh, man. So it's 1996, I suppose. I guess, yeah. And yeah, it has been a long time since he's been carrying this fear. But I think he'll have a lot more to talk about, especially when it comes to not just... when we After we talk about the 2017 and 19 part, maybe we'll have more insights, especially to the 1996 I ones. I mean, to be fair, if you've listened to this podcast before... Thank you for listening. Welcome back. I'm sorry. You know I have a lot to say about everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, when yeah, something has yeah. traumatized me like this, well, like this property has, <laughs> of course, you know, I will have a lot of things to say. Yeah. That's always awesome to hear as well about your... My trauma. trauma. Yes. <laughs> anyway, today's episode is also the beginning of our real horror theme episode. What are you talking about? Scary movie is scary. <laughs> scary how bad the writing is. <laughs> Go check that out. By yeah. the way, we we made it. We decided on Spooktober, and we started off with scary movie two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And last week, we decided to carry on with the horror theme and go with Rocky Horror. Exactly. But we decided to get into the actual scary stuff this week. Yeah. Because who actually goes through Spooktober without scary stuff? Yeah, and our warm-up actually didn't help us because those two are very far away (laughs) as I'm watching more and more real scary stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but before we really share more into it, I think this is the time for us to really hit you guys with our sponsor of the episode, Spoiler Alert. (laughs) Spoiler Alert for things that you don't want to know in advance. Go with spoiler alert. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that's because we have no sponsor and therefore we only have spoiler alert for you. Exactly. And I, we've said spoiler alert many times at this point. And it's our longest lasting sponsor of yeah. one episode. <laughs> Thank you so much, spoiler alert. And we are so sorry whenever we misuse your property name. I suppose. We love spoiler alert. And that's why here at the Polity we are avid, we are avid 
we we love spoiler alert so much that we constantly talk about it every single episode and if you want to use spoiler alert in your own podcast or videos check out the link that we will be tweeting out <laughs> it leads straight to the polity page Right. Yeah. Oh, and if you would like to sponsor us and your company is not named Spoiler Alert, just let us know as well. Hey, that would be the first. That would be amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be very honest, right, if you were a... This is on tangent already. I'm so sorry. Oh, if awesome. you were a company that specialized in making trailers mm-hmm. and you called yourself Spoiler Alert Incorporated, that would be really cool. I think that's awesome. But I, I, I suppose that n- the name Spoiler Alert is... Not as easily available. Right? Maybe, perhaps not. Yeah. yeah. But there you go. That's your spoiler alert. Thank you, spoiler alert, for sponsoring this episode. And we'll carry on with the conversation. Right. Now we are back from that commercial break that... So odd. Yeah. It seems like it's been said just, you know, right before this exact conversation and not yeah. being cut from elsewhere. Precisely. Like it's so weird. Other... Okay, anyway. I'm just... I am just stalling because talking about this is going to bring in some fear. I will say... Mm. As part of the spoiler alert, it, yeah. this is one of those movies that I think everybody kind of knows about already. Uh huh. But if you don't know the nitty gritty details, you might want to watch it first. Yes, please do because then actually, actually, as a person who just actually watched this for the first for time, for the first time mm-hmm. in the past one week, I will suggest that if you don't know anything about the show, just watch it. The spoilers are there, and I think it's one of those shows that you don't want to be spoiled. Precisely. Because I think there's a lot of the critical story beats that yep. happens later on. I won't say that it's like, oh my goodness, such a big twist, but... It does affect the story. It does affect the story, so yeah. So, you might want to watch it first, then come back to this episode. Alternatively, if you are wimps like us, because, hey, welcome, you know, we are definitely major wimps here. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to watch the movie, but you kind of want to know what it's about. Hey, you come to the right podcast, we're going to be talking all uh, yeah, about it right true, now. That's true, yeah. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, no more stalling for me. Okay, so two weeks into October, and I think I've been watching so many horror shows. This is the third week. Yeah, this is the third week. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think I started only, only like maybe... Oh yeah, third, three weeks now. Why, why have you watched so many horror shows though? Okay, first is because of the episode that we're going to be talking about next week. And mm-hmm. I realized only much later on that it's not a movie, not a single movie. I thought it was a single movie. Through no fault of anybody but your own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I didn't know that it has two movies. I just thought there was only one movie. <laughs> no, there's three actually. And I couldn't finish the last one and it was just exhausting. <laughs> so at the end of each movie, <laughs> what I pretty much did is I have to take a break. Yep. I have to stop and then just decided to watch amazing documentary about football in a, this place called Welsh in other part of the world. Wales. Wales. Oh yeah, the Welsh yeah. in Wales. Yeah, and I know exactly, when, you, yeah. when you hear Wales, right? Typically you're thinking of the fish in the sea with the biggest dick. But this is not. This is a whole other country. Oh yeah, yeah. So on the topics of dicks and cunts, Wales is a place where they have <laughs> one of the oldest football clubs, and this little, it's on this tiny little stream, on streaming platform called Disney Plus. Have you heard? Oh, you you heard about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, and it has like it's just about this football club that it's owned by two, two regular people. You know, um, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. So it's an interesting documentary. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. And as you guys can hear, we are the master of stalling and procrastination. No, you all, you can't spell procrastinate without Nate. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> you keep using that joke. <laughs> that's I'll use it till the day I die. Yeah, and that's perfect. Anyway, yeah, I've been watching way too many horror shows. I wanted and- to use that joke in the first episode we ever recorded, but I waited till now because I was procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am trying to say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, bringing the jokes back because you never jokes aside mm-hmm. according to your philosophy of life. Yep. I, I think just to let everybody know, mentally, I'm still stable. I'm still sane, as sane as I can be. Yeah. Uh, although watching a lot of these horror shows. Um, but it, the two movies, I thought they were a lot tougher, to be honest, to watch. They were tough to watch. Wait, Some, wait, 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 wait. Do you think they were going to be tougher or do you think... I thought they were tougher than... Than you expected. Yeah, than They expected. were tougher than yeah. you expected. Okay. Yeah, because, well, I have a fear of clowns as well. Yeah. I don't even know where it came from, but I think it just... Well, okay. Well, very interestingly, on that psychologically speaking, like I said mm. in the uh, the top of the episode, and the in the on the like the tip top of the episode, I mentioned that I study things that I fear so that in order yes. to try and know why I fear them. Yeah. When it comes to clowns, um, why people are why people have chlorophobia, why people are afraid of clowns is because when you look at a face of a person that you recognize, people who are. I would say not on the spectrum who are very used to facial expressions and everything. Mm-hmm. The nose is the center of everything. Yep. And it is the most recognizable feature on the person's face. Yeah. That's why when somebody goes for a nose job, they look extremely different because okay. the most prominent feature on the face is changed. Right. That's why when oh when, when it comes to clowns masks, when it comes to clowns, oh, yeah. it is the it is the the combination of how everything else seems so familiar yet the one key aspect is changed with a big bulbous red nose right okay and so it throws your mind into a fight or flight typically for most yeah. people and I think you okay so I thought about those things as well right mm-hmm. but at the same time I realised that hey clown was really a thing that people use as comic relief yeah. in the past yes so it has I don't know I, I suppose to some people back in the past they look at clowns as like entertainment well I would say that most people are afraid of clowns even before then okay but I think it is with stuff like this that uh-huh. has kind of demonized clowns right that it is especially people who are our age or younger yeah or maybe who were like in their early teens when they watched the the first it yeah. kind of mini series yeah I think all of us since then have been very traumatized by the idea of clowns. Mm-hmm. I know that's where my trauma stems from. I see. Being yeah. forced to watch the It from 1990 when I was like five or six years old. Right, okay. And my mom loves loves clowns. Oh. She had this very nice, well, to her it's very nice. To me it's very evil. <laughs> uh, she had a porcelain doll of a clown holding balloons and my mom used to I mean back in the 90s right like you, we had to store paper somewhere for like printing and faxing and stuff like that yeah. and she would work from her own home office and she would constantly ask me because I would do it for her to go and get the paper from the, the storeroom and it was the most horrific thing because once the store was at the back of our house okay, it was very secluded the only thing there was the washer and the dryer yeah and to get there, the washer and dryer is usually on. So there's a lot of heat already and it's just disgusting. And there will be a lot of like the air conditioning condensers there as well. So that whole area in the flat, in that whole uh, apartment of flats, it's really warm and stuffy and disgusting. Then you open the storeroom and the first thing you see was that porcelain clown, I think, sitting there with the, with, with his balloons and the paper will be right underneath it. Oh, That also, I think, is what caused my trauma and my chlorophobia to grow right okay. and i think my my uh, i love my brother and sister but they were 
dicks, man. <laughs> I think they purposefully moved the porcelain clown here and there just to fuck with me when I was a kid. <laughs> I think that's what they did. Oh, shit. Either that or it moved by itself, which is an even more horrific idea. <laughs> so I choose to believe they moved it to just to dick around with me. That is the better option, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think... um. Yeah, like what I said, I have no idea where the... Yeah, I mean, in fact, I was thinking McDonald's even used clown Ronald McDonald as their poster. They've since stopped, more yeah. or less. Yeah. I think because, of, I don't know, something happened in our generation that just... The fear of clowns. clowns. Yeah, it's called Pennywise. Yeah, and this time around, we get to watch it and talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I wanted to share as well that oh, despite all this horror, I really appreciate this part of the movie where it is written in a way that you know there's this layer of what is fiction and what is not. And I think you brought it up outside of this conversation mm-hmm. and I thought that was brilliant because when I was thinking about it back again, like, yeah, it's so true that if you know that this is there's a layer of what like a is filter of filter, realism. Yeah, real, reality and versus not, yep. it kind of changes the dynamic of the story. Mm-hmm. And I because of that, I can look at the scary stuff and appreciate the story. I can appreciate the character and Later on, even Stephen King's writing is so good that everything mm. comes together perfectly. Yeah. And I re- that's why, I, yes, it's a horror show. I don't watch horror show. But I really enjoyed at the end of the whole thing from the feeling of fear, from the feeling of hope as well. I think and that hopelessness. Was, sorry? And hopelessness. And hopelessness, yeah. Everything yeah. come together really nicely in this, in my experience of watching it, uh, mm-hmm. both 2017 and 2019 one. Yep. Yeah, so that was... Uh, pretty good experience. Okay, I won't say pretty good experience, but it was... Uh, the movies were good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good yeah. story. And yeah. scary moments, yes, but mm. everything comes together very nicely. Yep. In fact, it's so good that I think I become less afraid of things because of the show. Less afraid of clowns? Or generally a lot of things, yeah. Because okay. of... I think that's the moral story that I got out of it, right? Right, okay. Yeah, and I, that's, that's just really, really good. So, to me, I feel that the show almost created a pathway for viewers like myself mm. to journey again, to fight against our own fears, whatever it may, may be, right? That's, That's deep, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking about all this because I was just thinking like, yeah, back then, why was I so afraid of horror shows? And I realized my very first few horror shows that I watched are always those days very real. Like some mm. guy, what's it called? Shutter? Yeah, Shutter. Yeah, Shutter, uh, Dark Water, Dark where waters, yeah. it's just uh, things happen to a guy, not because he's evil, he's just, or maybe he is. Well, he, yeah, the spoilers, one, for, yeah. spoilers for Shutter and Dark Water. The guy was, right? Yeah, the guy was a dick. Yeah, but at the end of the day, but I was looking at it, looking at it from like, oh, is it just a day-to-day stuff? And at the end of it, they can't do anything about this shit that's yeah. happening to them. It was unfortunate. It's just an unfortunate incident. And I think that's honestly speaking a lot of Asian horror. Oh yeah, there's it's, no filter of this. This is fiction, and it's yeah, it's very it's it has a more a sense of realism to it. Yeah, because Asian yeah. horror just well, I mean not old Asian horror with the with the vampires jumping around that kind of thing. Uh, those yeah, were yeah. not those as, were easier to yeah. those were easier to like ignore. Yeah. But when like the nineties hit, I think yeah. the Thai and the Japanese horror Ooh, in particular, yeah, yeah. they were all honestly speaking so terrifying because yeah. it mostly revolved around ghosts mostly revolved around demons and they happened to regular people and they took away the through no fault of their yeah. own oh, you know it's not like exactly I, yeah. I, oh like American horror like oh these kids go and play with a Ouija board and yeah, some demon that yeah, kind of thing no yeah. it's just they happen to incidentally kick 
an offering or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Which is one of my biggest fears as well. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, but it's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, that was my my thought. Or at least this past week, thinking of, after watching this many horror films at one go, right? It's not many. Okay, like, fine. It's many to me, but it's okay, but many. it's not too bad. Yeah, like what I said earlier, it's not as bad as I thought. But yeah, I just decided to just reflect more on it, and yeah, it was an amazing experience still, uh, and it was uh, such a good story, and I just and it was a really good recommendation from you. Yeah, mm. and that's why I want to know. What do you think of the show now that I've shared all this and you share a bit of it as well? Many already, things. Yeah. I think many things. Many, where, many where do you things. Begin? Where do you want to start then? Uh, it's really hard to process my thoughts because this this movie, this this property has been with me for almost my whole life mm-hmm. or d- almost my whole sentient life, especially. Yeah. And there are a lot of thoughts that come to my mind. Like, first off, how cool it was that Pennywise returns every 27 years mm-hmm. and then 1990 you get it, the miniseries, yeah. and 2017, 27 years later, you get the movies. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Also, it means Pennywise came back 27 years later as well yeah. in our world, which, to be honest, it's really cool. On one hand, it's really cool. On the other hand, I'm panicking because I it, it seems too real. <laughs> yeah. But, thankfully, I also know that this show, it's part of a larger universe for Stephen King mm-hmm. because in what I consider to be Stephen King's magnum opus. He has this series called the Dark Tower series. I don't know if you're familiar. No, I'm not. So he is, he, uh, the Dark Tower series was kind of like an eight-part series. Yeah. It encompassed almost all of his works as well. Wow, okay. So yeah, I would let me go through it a little bit, right? So it, we find out in the movie, was an ancient cosmic being that has yeah. lived for millions of years. Yeah. And it originated from a place outside our reality. Yeah. And this reality was known as the macroverse. Right, okay. Those are some, like, just some back knowledge for you. It came in prehistoric times on an asteroid and collided with what would be known as one day as Derry, mm-hmm. Maine. And then it awoke every 27 years to feed. Yeah. It could take on any form, but eventually came to favor that of Pennywise the Dancing Clown. And its true form was known as the Deadlights, which yes, we also the, experienced yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And that was so powerful that it usually drove all that gleaned upon it insane. Right. In the original 1990 series, Bill's wife came to Derry to try and save him. Pennywise ambushed her. She saw the dancing lights and she was driven insane. She couldn't speak. She was basically trapped in her own body like just like a vegetable. Oh, shit. Yeah. And... That was a, it's a really cool story. That's why I say it's slight differences, but yeah, it makes yeah, it really cool. Yeah. And the only one that in my brain that I can think of that managed to kind of evade the insanity was Bev, Beverly okay, Marsh. Yeah. But she as well escaped, not totally unscathed. She had like the glimpses of the future and everything that yeah, fear yeah, yeah. in her constantly. And I don't know what's the difference and I really don't know what's the difference. But Pennywise has an arch nemesis from the macroverse from where it's originally from. Oh, right. Yes. Its arch nemesis is a giant sentient turtle named Maturin. Okay. And in the books, Bill and I believe Richie or Mike and Richie, try, they, they were all kids. They try and reached out. They, they took like, um, what do you call that? The psychotics? No, like the drugs. Okay. To try and gleam into like you know, have the visions and everything. Yeah, yeah. And through that, they try to reach Maturin. Yeah. And Maturin reached back to Bill to give them the ritual of Chud. Oh, that's where they get so the... that's how they actually got the ritual in the books right, to defeat okay, Pennywise. Yeah. 
And also contrastingly, Maturin was a creature of creation as compared to Pennywise's creature of consumption. Right, okay. So it just feeds. Yeah. And Maturin was the one who actually created this universe, like the universe that Bill and everybody was living right, in. Right, okay. Which is really cool because the story behind of how Maturin created universe is it got indigestion it vomited up and this universe was born so <laughs> it's kind of cool as well you know, it's yeah, a it's bit interesting, yeah. weird and freaky but I love it Yeah, all of this is explained in Stephen King's like I said I consider his magnum opus the Dark Tower series it's an eight volume story that really lays breaks rebuilds the foundation of the vast majority of almost all of Stephen King's works in the Dark Tower series, right, the story revolves around Midworld, which is like the hub around which most of Stephen King's other works spin from. Mm. And the connections between world stories, peoples, and narratives is crazy compelling. Yeah. There okay. is a, there was a movie that came out called The Dark Tower, and it starred Eyeball's Elbow. Okay, yeah. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I, I know who, yeah. Eyeball's Elbow, right? Yes, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so Eyeball's Elbow was the, the last gunslinger uh-huh. For those of you who have never listened before, I'm talking about Idris Elba. Yep. <laughs> he was the last gunslinger and that was the kind of what the movie was written about. With the Dark Tower being the central of all things that were kind of evil. What's very interesting is that Dark Tower series, that eight book series, the overarching main antagonist of that series is known as the Crimson King. And it's very peculiar because there are a lot of theories. It was never confirmed, but there are a lot of theories thrown out that the Crimson King is its father. Oh. Because it kind of shares in that same type of maliciousness, I think I would I say. I see, okay. But funnily enough, there's also another character that was always drawn comparison to it, which was a, a character named Dendelo. And that was also, I believe, in the... If I'm not mistaken, it is in the Dark Tower universe as well. But Dendelo was... Interesting because people have theories about Dendelo being its father. Then they have theories about Dendelo being its brother. But my favorite theory was that Dendelo is its offspring. Because if you read the book, Pennywise at the end of the book actually laid eggs. Oh. In the where they fought against the losers. Yeah. Or the lucky seven, in, if you read the book. Okay. And some people believe that one of those eggs hatched into Dendelo because the illustration of Dendelo really looks like Pennywise, the clown. Oh, And right. a lot of people believe that that is the link bet- from, because like I mentioned earlier, Dark Tower revolves around port-like pe- links, ways between worlds. People think that because Pennywise landed there, it created a link from that world to Midworld. And Dendelo's egg traveled from there to Midworld. Wow, okay. Yeah. Duck Tower is honestly speaking a crazy it combines like just I think like 30 something different books with 30 something different stories it combines different elements into that one series wow it's crazy it's really crazy I really wanted to I read one of I read the first book and then I decided, you know what? I kind of want to read all the other ones first. Right, okay, yeah. And then yeah, I never yeah, got yeah. around to it. I mean, there's a lot of books, man. <laughs> yeah. And if you look in the movie of The Dark Tower, which starred Eyeball's Elbow, yeah. there is one part, they, the kid and him walk through like a forest and you see like remnants of a carnival. I see, okay, And then you yeah. see on a banner, like a dilapidated and like decrepit banner, rusting away, you can almost make out the words Pennywise. So all of Stephen King's, a lot of Stephen King's universes are all combined. Wow. Yeah. For example, in like The Shining, 
Yeah. The little kid named Danny Torrance. There is a character named Danny Torrance in the Dark World series as well, I think. Something right, like that. Okay. So we and, and his it was an offbeat comment like I mentioned his father, Jack Torrance yeah. as well. And it's really it's crazy. The Stephen King universe is insane. Wow. And if you're a fan of Stephen King, you know what I'm talking about. But what I think about it in particular, it is one of let me get this very, very, very right. I hate this book. I hate this movie. I hate the nineteen ninety miniseries. But not because of how bad it is, but because of how traumatic it is. <laughs> <laughs> everything else about this the only reason I've watched this multiple times and read the book multiple times is because of how good it is mm-hmm. and like there are so many other things that makes this movie especially the ones we're talking about 2017-2019 yeah. chapter 1 chapter 2 very interesting was all the criticisms for most of Stephen King's life was that he cannot write an ending <laughs> which is true yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's always kind of ugly endings yeah it's never a triumphant victory yeah you know that a lot of people won like yeah. fairy tales but in <laughs> yeah and they made fun of him in this in chapter two right yeah <laughs> do you yeah. also know that when bill went into the pawn shop to buy his bike uh-huh that the shopkeeper uh-huh was stephen king oh yeah okay yeah. right so yeah he when when bill asked him do you like the book and the shop people said, I didn't like the ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he got a lot of flack for his endings for all right. most of his stories. And this was his kind of his way to acknowledge that he doesn't have the best endings. Wow. Okay. I, I kind of guess, you know. Yeah. Because whenever. It's odd. When, they keep mentioning it. Yeah. And whenever. An, when you watch a show and there's an author as one of the characters. Yeah. And they always say something about the books. Like we talked about this in our previous episode in Sandman. Yes. Uh, the, in that episode, there's an author as well. And then, and he went through this crazy kind of routine of really trying to figure out how to write the story to the point of madness, to the point of him enslaving uh, yep, a muse. The muse, right? And I, when I was watching it, I was like, oh my goodness, that is definitely maybe what... Uh, <laughs> what's, his, what's the author's name? Uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Probably how he felt. Mm-hmm. Just going crazy not finding the right ideas. Inspiration. To, yeah, yeah, or inspiration to write his book. And yep. I think Stephen King as well. I mean, when you have an author, and this, we know this is from a book, and like, oh, yeah, that's probably a nod yeah. to his own reflection. Of it's it. really yeah. meta. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yeah. But yeah, of course, there are a lot of different things different between book, movie, and miniseries, because 1990 was a miniseries. Just mm. putting it out there. Yeah. So there are a lot of differences between the three properties, the three individual properties. But overall, the theme itself is very similar. The kids have to overcome a monster. Yeah. And then the monster comes back. So the adults have to come back and overcome the monster. Yeah. It is a really good, really good story. And I really liked the way the most recent interpretation, the 2017-2019 movies of mm-hmm. it, redid the story a little bit. Because yeah. if you read the book, and you watch the 1990 miniseries, the timeline keeps jumping between kids and adults back and forth. A in lot. the book itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the book yep. and in the series, the miniseries. Yep. So it, it's it's not the most clear cut. Mm. Whereas with the most recent installment, the 2017 movie, it focused mostly on, it focused just focused on the kids' story of what happened when they were kids in Derry. Right, yeah. So you get a very clear-cut story of that. And then when It Chapter 2 came out, it focused mostly on the adults because they still have to flashback and remember what happened when they were kids, of course. Yeah. Why I like it that way and why I'm usually... A f- I usually hate when people split up thing- split things up into two movies. Yeah. It's like, you know, trying to, trying to beat you for your money. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Hunger Games, Twilight, mm-hmm. all those kinds of movies, Harry Potter even. Yep, yep. Yeah, go check out our Harry Potter episode. I did mention this as well. Yeah, yeah. I hate it when this happens. Yeah. But it is one of those things where I think it's acceptable. Yeah. Because the story is so chunky. Mm. There's so much story in it. Yep. And even in 1990, the miniseries was released as two parts. Right. Okay. Even though they were still jumping back and forth. Yeah. But why I like this better is because with the focus of the story in chapter one on the story of the kids and subsequently chapter two focusing on the adults, it made it feel properly like two movies because you get to see the kids triumph over Pennywise once. Yes. And then the second movie, you can see the adults triumph over, triumph over Pennywise finally for good again. Yeah. So it's really like they're fighting two monsters in two different, like the same monster, yes, but in two different movies. Yeah. Which is exactly what most movies, when you split them up, is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Star Wars. <laughs> well. <laughs> Go check out our Star Wars episode as well, well if you want to hear a rant about that. That is, uh, yeah, that's another, <laughs> another problem within the... Okay, well let's let's just get into this one. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I really like this twenty this 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 version of it, the most recent iteration of it. It's amazing. Yeah, I think I think when you put it that way, because I didn't read the book, so I had assumed that it's always been a kids one and then an adult one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after you mentioned actually, yeah, that is pretty brilliant in the sense that yeah. you separate them and then you I, I think the fact that you can you get to watch the kids triumph triumph twice. Tw- once uh, at least once again. Uh, uh, yeah, a kid as a kid. As a kid, and an adult, yeah. yeah. And then as an adult, another time, oh, that's, yeah. Also because the story leads it this way better. Mm. Because when they were adults, they lost their belief. They yes. forgot everything. Yeah. They grew up. They lost that kind of, a little bit of a fear until they came back to Derry. Yeah. They lost the belief of it. And yeah. so they thought, you know, oh, how do we beat it? There is the ritual of Chud. Yep. Which didn't work because, it was, again, it was the belief. Yep. At the end, at the very end, it was their belief that beat it. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Because it also has to, Pennywise has to abide by the laws of whatever form you yeah. take. Yeah, which is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there is a law and there is a way to beat it. You know, I was when I was, I think when I was, I just finished the first one and I met up with you, right? Okay. okay. Was, I think on last Saturday. Yeah. And, and I was telling you, this reminds me of like a world where it's like the Doctor Who world, but the Doctor is not there. And it kind of makes sense because the doctor isn't there all the time. Did you tell me this? I, I did. I said, don't you don't you think it's like a Doctor Who show? But we didn't really talk okay. about it much because we were... We're saving it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and exactly, right? And I think it was a little bit like that. You know, like, some of the Doctor Who enemies are so yeah, scary. Yeah, the monsters are so scary. They're supposed to be like that. Or yeah. Doctor Who originated as a horror story for kids. I mean, it's still is scary for it's us. still scary to this kid. Yeah, they're like some like doll stuff. Angels. Angels are so scary. Angels are freaky, man. So yeah, you have all those things. Zygons. Zygons, yeah. You know. Silence. Oh, silence, yeah. Yeah, this is really scary stuff. Yeah, and this is one of those things where I'm so glad that they all, as kids, were faced with such danger. Mm -hmm. Equally, with all these like Doctor Who enemies, yeah, they survive. They are triumphant. Yeah. And I think that's why it makes that victory so much more sweet as well because you know that hey, these are creatures that can kill you and mm-hmm. yet somehow yeah. they managed to overcome that. I also want to talk a bit about the monster mm. of this show, which is Pennywise himself. Yeah, it, exactly. The yeah. idea of using fear as a weapon. Oh, yeah. Such a good monster. Yeah. You know, using your... like your grid, It's not the first time it's been done, probably, mm-hmm. obviously, I think. 
but it's one of the biggest properties that have done it and has done it well very well i think very very extremely well like an idea of a cosmic entity landing on earth and becoming this ridiculous monster that feeds off fear yeah and, okay one thing i really enjoyed about this iteration that you don't you wouldn't appreciate because you didn't watch or read the other one yes, right yes yeah why pennywise tortures them with fear and because he mentions it children believe easier children are scared easier yeah and, and the flesh is better when it's seasoned with fear yeah that wasn't mentioned in right. like the book wasn't uh, to my knowledge wasn't mentioned in the 1990 miniseries as I well I see okay and it makes so much sense because you know typically speaking scientifically speaking in food science it has been mentioned that when the animal is scared it releases some hormone that makes it taste not as good oh okay. in our real world yeah like that is just the truth apparently yeah, okay. scared meat that's why you know Kobe beef and Wagyu is so much tenderer and so much tastier yeah, okay. because the, the cows are massaged and they only eat uh-huh. a specific type of thing. It's horrible, but it makes sense. Okay, yeah. This freaking cosmic demon clown <laughs> likes <laughs> the fear in his food, which also makes sense. Because his fear. He's yeah. a different... Unlike human, is he's like a completely different species. Precisely. And, yeah. Wow. And, yeah, okay, that's, that's an amazing analogy. Yeah, that's why I... Honestly, this... This 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 property of it is ridiculously good. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, I love the fact that everything is about fear and perception of fear mm. throughout, and the way they beat it, I thought that was perfect. Like yeah. in the final one, where I think Mike was the one, he, he said that, oh, there are other ways to make someone feel uh, yeah. becomes become small, yeah. right? And then I, felt I think like, it was Beverly. No, it was the most Mike. It was Mike. Yeah. Mike was well, yeah, Mike was at the fight. Yeah. yeah. And then he's the one who said that, oh yeah. And then all of them straight away knew what he was because they are the losers. You're a clown. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, they started out with something else and then he was like, eaters of world yeah. and, and all those things, right? But Mocking him, essentially. Yeah. And I, I thought that was perfect because all their lives, they have been losers and... Yeah. Oh, they well, maybe how... not all their life, but they grew up with that yeah, identity. Exactly. They know exactly. And that's what it is trying to do to it as yeah. well, to them, to make them feel small using mm-hmm. fear. And the moment they overcome that, they kind of turn it back on yeah. it and it just that's how he lost and yeah, because I honest, thought that's perfect yeah. honestly speaking it's very true anybody who has been the end of criticism knows that it makes you feel very small yeah exactly Yeah, and it took on the form of a kind of dancing clown Yeah, so it has the it must take on the limitations of a dancing clown as well so mm-hmm. his limitations was that if they don't fear you yeah. if they if they feel if they think you're small, you're just a stupid clown. Yeah. It's gonna be that way. That's their belief. Yeah. And so it it really makes so much sense as well. Yeah, no, yeah, everything comes together very nicely. Yeah. And that's what I like about this show. Exactly. So kids, yeah. if you ever get bullied, just insult your bullies. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I take that back. I immediately I immediately regretted that when I said that. Please don't do that. If you get bullied, please approach somebody else and uh, approach somebody else for help, okay? <laughs> please don't ask to make us uh, responsible for yeah. the damages that we may have caused I mean, from that. Yeah, please don't insult uh, insult your bullies behind their back. Yes. Please insult everybody behind their back. But be, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean okay. come on, like, yeah, yeah. it's one way to live. Yeah. But I, I guess so. <laughs> it's it's how I deal, it's how I cope with things, okay? <laughs> but please do not do that <laughs> in front of to their faces. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very okay, very curious. I think we talk about it quite a bit. Um I want I want to ask you um what is your who is your favorite character? 
Listen, okay. <laughs> it depends. Okay, let's... Okay, yeah, okay, it depends. Okay, yeah. It really depends. If you're talking about, like... I would break it down into subcategories. Okay, uh, kids and their adult version. So, first, sub- first, first filter would be specific to this iteration. Oh, yes. Of course, this iteration, yeah. Secondly, I will break it down to kid and adult. adult. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I need to because it's Richie. Oh, both kid and adult. Finn Wolfhart did such a good job as a kid. You know he was because in the 1990 miniseries, yeah. the character of Richie went on to become a radio comedian, you know? Uh-huh. Because that was a thing in 1990, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not anymore, yeah. unfortunately. So he became a stand-up. That's a really cool yeah. change as well. And Bill Hader is one of my favorite cast members of SNL ever. Okay. Because he's just ridiculously funny. Right, yeah. But both Finn Wolfhart and Bill Hader, the b- both young and old actors, well, not old kid and adult actors of Richie <laughs> they were both at libbing lines and adding in as much ridiculous stupid stuff oh, really? as they could yeah oh I didn't know the okay right yeah so they were at libbing lines adding their own stuff because Bill Hader is amazing at that yeah. but Finn Wolfhard does an amazing job as, at that as well Finn is the Stranger Things Stranger Things boys, uh, yeah. boy uh, Mike right? that's right yes yeah. okay Mike Wheeler right yeah Mike Wheeler yeah, yeah. okay but the comparison between this version of Richie Versus the 1990 version of Richie. That 1990 version of Richie was kind of a bit more of an asshole. Mm. Because the most of the stuff he said was a bit kind of, you know, offensive. Okay, yeah. Which is not the best. Yeah, okay. I don't really appreciate that very much. So I appreciated this version of Richie very much more. Yeah. And also, fun fact, in the 1990 miniseries, the kid version of Richie was played by Seth Green. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Who is obviously Chris in Family Guy yeah, and yeah. Scott Evil in the Austin Powers yeah, yeah. <laughs> trilogy. Go check out our episode on Austin Powers, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think my favorite character is Richie. For both. For both. Uh, for mm. this, like in the 2017-2019. Because he is always the one that is, he's always the lookout. Mm, yeah. Because nobody wants to hear him keep. <laughs> talking so much but yeah. his lines are just the best uh, when Bill said I think Richie said it best the last time we hear it's a good thing we're not measuring our dicks <laughs> you know I just I love it and then when I think when 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 they were kids in chapter one Ben was the one who said Derry used to be a beaver trapping colony still is am I right fellas <laughs> just he, his reaction is so good yeah. and the one ad lib line I know for sure right uh-huh. that's when they went in chapter one when Eddie went they went to Eddie's house to get all the snacks yeah. and then they were leaving and Eddie's mum said Eddie are you forgetting something and then Eddie went out and kissed the mum and they were about to leave and Phil Wolfhart ad lib the line so perfectly was did you want a kiss from me too, Mrs.? Oh, that was like, an ad lib. That was an ad lib. Oh my god, I didn't know that was that an ad lib. I thought that was an amazing moment. Yeah, it would, seems like a very well written moment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ad lib, man. Huh. Yeah, I, that's why I love the character so much. Wow. And Bill Hader as well, like, and during the, the, the scene at the, the Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah. So, what about you, Richie? And if we get married, oh yeah, I mean, I got married once. Yeah. Not anymore, I got married once. You didn't. Yeah, I did. You didn't hear? Yeah, I married your mom. <laughs> you see? <laughs> that was that mom, ju- that, that mom line just made me yeah. burst into laughter, man. And then you yeah. see James McAvoy drinking the beer just choked yeah. back into the cup. That was priceless. <laughs> yeah. I asked your mom how she felt about it, and she said, oh, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the whole uh, yeah Star Wars thing exactly <laughs> oh that was just so amazing yeah, that's amazing that's why Richie is my my favourite character what about yeah. you that'll be the same for Richie uh, Richie uh, as the adult okay but I, I do like uh, Billy as a, as, the, as, a kid. The, as a kid. He's the hero. He's the hero, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I like how he's written. Like, he got nothing else to lose. And I think there was one line that uh, got me was when he said, when I go home, I knew that jo- Georgie was out there because of me. And and I think it's, it's so much worse being at home than out here. Mm. Something along those lines. Yeah. And I thought that was, oh my goodness, yeah. A reality of life, right? And yeah, sometimes things that seems bad to everybody else, it's just not as bad to another. And this guy has nothing to lose, man. Yeah. And yeah, and I think he, the actor as well, he, he acted really well. Jaden Martell. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's so such a good actor. Oh, I think he didn't go by Martell then. I can't remember. Oh, he, he, he changed his name. But oh, he's Jaden Martell now. Okay. Yeah, but, oh my goodness, such a good actor. And yeah, in, fun, in terms of the story as well, of course, he's the hero. Yeah, and a fun fact yeah. about the character of Bill, mm. in the books, it was written that Georgie's... Okay, I mean, in the movie, Georgie's just went missing, yeah. right? Which gave uh, a whole new aspect, for, the aspect of Bill for trying to find his kid brother yeah. so much better because in the book, it was Georgie's arm got ripped off. Yeah. He was laying in the street and he died in the street. Oh, And shit. all Bill wanted was revenge. Ah, so I okay. think the idea of Bill feel, feeling the guilt of Georgie going missing and try, keep trying to find him is a much better story for Bill than the vengeance story than the vengeance storyline because the vengeance is very one dimensional like I just I, wanna yeah I wanna kill the thing that killed my brother yeah, yeah. this one is more it's, it has more depth it has more flavor to yeah, it so I, I think it's I, much better like part of him believes that his brother is still alive yep because you know part of him wants to believe that his brother is alive somewhere exactly in the sewers and that is the trauma that he has to go through, right? Precisely. Part of believing the brother is down there and the other part is accepting the fact that his brother is gone. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of Bill's stories are around that whole entire uh, theme. Even later on, he has to kill himself. And I thought that was such a... First, he has to kill his brother and he has to kill his brother again in, in, as an adult. Yeah. And then later on, he even have to kill himself to actually break free of this. That was an amazing moment as well where he kind of like tell his illusion self that... yeah. It's never your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it that, doesn't that make was sense. amazing. That scene where yeah. they just pan up and you see his hand is inside the coat controlling yeah. Georgie. That's such an amazing scene, man. That's one of the things that Pennywise that is so amazing. He uses the like this kind of barrier of illusion. Yeah. That try to that that messes with your perception. Like yeah. not just visually, but emotionally and exactly. mentally as well. Yeah. The Pennywise is such an awesome endgame like monster character. Exactly. Such right. a good monster man yeah because he's so detailed as well like mm-hmm. I mean looking into that world itself obviously it's written very detailedly by Stephen King but in that world he's so detailed as a monster as a thing that wants to consume yeah. wants to increase the fear so that he can feed and I think Pennywise himself has a bit of pride when Bill first said oh I'm not afraid of this clown he oh, stopped yeah. killing he wanted to kill Eddie already mm-hmm. yeah and you see it stop he's like and then just like Oh, yeah. you are not afraid of me? Yeah. His pride was definitely taken, man. That was definitely. Also, I don't think it's just a pride thing. It would be that kind of bravery is infectious. Ah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So he needs true, yeah. to stop. He needs yeah. to cut it, nip it in the bud. Yeah. So that they, all the rest of them still remain afraid. Yeah. yeah. Which is, either way you look at it, brilliant. Yeah. That's true. And that's the very first, their first party fight, like in the sense that. Eh? Where yep. Pennywise was there and then mm-hmm. the whole group was trying to save Eddie and then Beth was stabbing uh 
Step? Yeah, she. Oh, yeah, she's she's the one who stabbed. Uh, Pennywise. Right. Yeah, yeah, with the it, oh that yeah. thing as well. That pole that they used to stab looked like an arrow, mm-hmm. and her giving it to I think it was Eddie. Oh it yeah, kills monsters. If you believe it is, does it really kill monsters? If you believe it does, because it that's abides safe. by yeah. the yeah, it abides by the law of mm. Pennywise has to follow the rules of the things that yeah he abides by yeah, and the whole and Eddie used that to save them at the end, save Richie yeah exactly from insanity yeah. Which is amazing. Oh, oh that Richie, amazing. that yeah. Richie scene was so scary, man. Him just mouthing off, and yeah. all of a sudden his yeah. jaw just goes slack, yeah. and his eyes go white. Oh, that was a scary scene, man. I want to ask you though. Know, yeah. Which scenes from both movies mm-hmm. are the scary ones for you? Uh, the scary ones for me, for sure, like the 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 projector one. Oh my god! Yeah, we talked about this. That day. the projector yeah, yeah. was so one of scary. the scariest things. Oh my god! Another yeah. one that's really scary was the um. The picture book, the picture that just book. kept flapping, and then you see his face kind of moving with the pictures. Oh yeah, that's what that's what. Uh... Oh, I might be mistaking that with the nineteen ninety film. Yeah, no, no, but it, they have. Uh, it was what's his name, the the Ben, right? Ben, yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah. he keeps flipping yeah. the book, and then he keeps zooming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's really scary as well. For him as well, when he's getting chased around by by Pennywise in the basement of the library. Yeah. Hey, fat boy. Oh, that yeah. that is just. Oh, one one part that really scared me was when they were in in chapter two when they were in the den when they were adults. Uh-huh. They found the den again. All of a sudden, from the corner of the room, you hear, "Hey, losers!" Oh yeah, that's. And then you see, and sweet. then you see Richie walk out. I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. that was really scary. <laughs> yeah. Just that his yeah. voice. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was scary. Bill Hader yeah. is amazing. I I love him so much. Yeah. Um. Other scary moments would be. There is one more scary moment that I, I yeah I really I really dislike this one. It is the Stanley in the synagogue. Oh my with god! The yeah. painting of yes. the the lady the lady yes. flautist. Yeah. Uh, with that, with the music. Yeah. With the flute, just you know that that melody. Thrilling. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that is one of the scary ones. That is really scary it to is, me yeah. because also I play the flute and it's just <laughs> it, it's yeah it haunts me. Ooh. What about you? What are some of the scary scenes you find the scariest? So I think I I do I do admit that the first one is a lot scarier than the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the scenes. Um, second was an amazing story, but the scary bits more mostly the because maybe they are kids, right? They're helpless, right? Because right. I mean, adult, I mean, you're kind of like yeah, these guys are adult, yeah, and they kind of know how to fight back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first one, uh, I mean, the projectors really top there. Yeah, it was so scary because I always have this fear, and this is because of Constantine. Constant, yeah, Constantine, the Keanu yeah. one, where he was watching a video, and then there was um the picture moved by itself, and then he rewind the video as it became back normal. Right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that was the, the 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 spoilers for Constantine. Oh, spoilers! Yeah, he, when he was trying to look for yeah. her sister and the yeah, sister, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and that one when I was watching the projector bit, I was so afraid that when I watched some other shows like, hey, oh man. You know, on Netflix whatsoever, yeah, and it's just like do something scary. like, "Hey, Steven, oh shit, <laughs> that is horrible, man." You know, and I watch a lot of shows, and that's why yeah. the projector thing just kind of bring me to that memory. You know, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, so that's horrible. And the second one definitely was okay. I think it's the same one uh, that you mentioned, like the "Hey, fat kid." Yeah, uh, yeah, in the in the basement, fat boy, hey, fat boy. Yeah, yeah that is really horrible. Oh, what's the other? Oh. One grand, oh the 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 Stanley one is yeah. the other one that's yeah and last one that I haven't we haven't mentioned the grandmother yes I was about to say the the Beverly one that was oh ridiculous my, that is so that's so twisted man 
especially the way she moves mm-hmm. and check her and out from like the side. dancing from the back and everything. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, that is so Oh, creepy. another one yeah. that was really that was really scary was when Pennywise came out of the fridge. Oh, okay. And he just, like, his body yeah. is convulsing and twisting yeah, out yeah. and everything. That was really scary. But another one was young Bev in the toilet with the blood. Oh, yeah. That's that's traumatic. Yeah, that, is, that was really scary to me. It wasn't as bad in the 1990 miniseries mm-hmm. because they just covered the mirror a little bit. But this one was the whole friggin' toilet, man. Yeah. But I think that's the, the time when they start becoming a party as yep, friends right. because they're like, we, we need to help you clean this up. Yeah, and so definitely. They did. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of other scary moments as well, for oh, sure. Yeah. The bully. Henry Bowers? Yeah. Yeah? He's damn scary, man. Yeah, he is really scary. I want to say that, like, shout out to Henry Bowers in for as a favorite character because he is, like we mentioned in the Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 mm-hmm. episode of The Podity. Go check that out, by the way. Some of the scariest parts of that are, it's just what humans can do. Exactly. You, right. you get so yeah. focused and so caught up with the monster of it all that you forget that humans can be monsters as well. Yeah, exactly. And Harry Bowers just fully encapsulated that when he was carving Ben. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was you know, one of the more satisfying moments of the It Chapter 1 was the rock, rock fight. fight. Yeah, and rock they fight won the rock fight. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that was very satisfying because mm-hmm. Ben is such a menace. Yeah. Oh, another one was when Mike uh, with his with the, the meat locker thing. Mike the, with the meat locker. His parents getting burned. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, horrible. Yeah. The that's, screams. That's man. horrible, yeah. It's really tough. Yeah. There's a funny one though. With the with the leper Frenching. Well, that's kind of scary, though. It's kind of disgusting as well. I, I, I'm going to start laughing, honestly. Yeah, it's funny, but it's <laughs> disgusting as yeah, well, it's, you know? But it's, every single time, like, Eddie always gets vomited on and everything. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's really, really bad. Yeah. Anyway. Whoa, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, one more. yeah. One more. In chapter two, everybody always makes fun of me because of the way my face looks. Oh, that oh, little that mark on your the... face? I can just blow it away oh my on goodness. the count of three, okay? One, two... You're supposed to say three. Ah, it's just... <laughs> no, that, that long yeah. silence and yeah, then like, yeah. oh my goodness, that was... That was like the intensity building up over the course yeah. of that whole... However many minutes. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's horrible, man. Yeah, really scary moment, that. <sighs> Any favorite moments for you? Some of your favorite moments. Yeah, it's not, not the, scary, it's but the like, funny one. The funny ones. Like, you want a kiss from me too, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's amazing. And also, just every single thing Richie says is just just priceless, man. Oh, and one scene I thought that it's not a funny scene. That was really, I thought it was an amazing scene. When Adult Bill, uh-huh. played by Peter McAvoy, yeah. went into the House of Mirrors, I guess. Yeah. And Pennywise was like just banging his yeah, head. Yeah. Trying to get the kid. Yeah. And then you see Bill on the other side reflecting it. Yeah. Just, Punching, just yeah. going ham, going crazy, punching, trying to break the glass and save the kid. Obviously, he didn't save the kid. Yeah, but that's such an amazing scene, man. And you see, just you see the the way that Pennywise is fucking with him. Yeah, he's not even eating that kid because he's hungry or he it's wants just to. Get. It's revenge. just purely to spite Bill. Yeah. Oh my goodness! What yeah. a vengeful monster. Yeah. Man. I mean, to be honest, actually, Bill was the one who started Pennywise's downfall. Yeah, of course. He's the yeah. hero. He's the hero, yeah. I mean, I mean, we know as uh, viewers, but in that verse, it was Bill that screwed Pennywise over. Yeah. Because of Bill, the party, the losers, are not afraid of Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Because of Bill, Pennywise didn't feed for that. Didn't really eat for that year. Yeah. And yeah, he must have hated Bill. Wait, which year did he not really eat? The twi- the When they met the kids. Because they, yes, they hunted some of the kids, but they he didn't eat enough, right? He did a lot though. There were a lot he, of kids missing. All the bodies that floated down? 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. But at the same time, it was quite... It was less. Oh, right? yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Because kind of like he wanted to screw around with this mm-hmm, bunch yeah. of kids, but this bunch of kids pretty much yeah. not only distract this clown, but kind of beat him. No, he got distracted. That's he what got I distracted. Said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not distracting him. He got like... Pennywise got distracted yeah. and he lost sight of what he really needs and he got... It, it yeah. screwed him over in the end. Yeah. He, he lost. When, yeah, he lost. Yeah. What about you? Some of your favorite scenes that don't involve my trauma. <laughs> I think it's um Richie crying at the end. Yeah, uh, I think that was a moment for the party at the water there, right? When it wasn't it was, it was when the house collapsed, right? And he no, was... they were in the water, and then they they jump right after they beat it. Right, yeah, they jump okay, to the water, okay, yeah, and then yeah. he was just in the center, and yeah, everybody was kind of lifting him up. He's, and he's always like the guy that we have the funniest thing to yep. say and the last words. Yeah, and then at the that point. Mouth. He yeah he didn't got, he got he nothing to down. say he yeah. broke down and I also love the spear the spear that kills monsters it kills monsters yeah that's a really good scene yeah and I think from the very first one I I mentioned the Bill's moment killing the brother mm-hmm. and like something Georgie and I acknowledge all that but you are not my Georgie oh I I, I I remembered another very scary scene is basically any moment where Georgie being well Pennywise in the form of Georgie saying you'll float too you'll float too you'll float too and then you see Pennywise head come up from the water. Oh, and it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård, man. Amazing <laughs> portrayal of Pennywise. Mm, yeah. And I would say, honestly speaking, because it's more modern and everything, there are a lot of scarier scenes in this movie as compared to the 1990 miniseries. Mm. I will say, however, the 1990 miniseries version of it is, I feel, more scary. Because it is less in-your-face scary. It's more of the psychological torture scary. That I feel f- makes me feel more scared than the Bill's Cars Guard version. Although it's not a competition, guys. You guys are both scary as shit. Please, if you ever <laughs> listen to this, don't come and try and scare me because you win. Okay, <laughs> I, I I lose immediately, and I'm happy to be a loser. Hey, the losers kind of win. Yeah, for this at least group of losers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's all about what the show that... I don't know. I feel like all these are amazing shows and all this story point that we've already talked about. But I'm thinking, really, let's talk about the cast. I think we already mentioned some of them mm-hmm. throughout. But maybe we, let's mention them. I think for, for the kids... Yep. The kids, obviously, we have Bill, played by Jaden Martell. We mm-hmm. have Stanley, played by Wyatt Olaf. We have Richie, who was played by Finn Wolfhard. We have Beverly, who was played by Sophia Lillis. We have Ben who was played by Jeremy Ray Taylor, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we have Mike, who was played by Chosen Chosen Jacobs. Wow, I can't believe I remember that. Wow, yeah, y- you are really good at it. For the adults, it's James McAvoy for old uh, for adult Bill. Uh, yep. Bill Hader for Reggie. Uh-huh. Uh, Jessica Chastain for Beverly. Uh-huh. We have Isaiah Mustafa as Mike. Yep. We have Jay yep. Ryan as Ben. We have James Ransom, Ranscom, Ranson, Ransom as as Eddie, yeah. and Stanley was, I can't remember his name because he wasn't very long in the film. Andy Bean. Okay, yeah, I I, do, I don't recall that yeah. anymore. But why I <laughs> I know most of these actors. That's why I remember them. Well, right, maybe yeah. not the kids, but the kids. Some of them are really going on to do something really amazing things. Yeah. For example, Jaden Martell. It's not the first time we're talking about him. Yeah. He was also in Knives Out. 
Yes, exactly. Go yeah. check out that episode, by the way. Really love that movie. Jaden Martell is on the on the record, like, on, I think on the track to become one of the better actors, young actors. Mo- movie actors. Especially. Well, not even movies, because recently on, I think he has like a Netflix deal now. Oh, really? Because he, he was in that uh, movie Metal Lords. Oh, uh, yeah. That he was the main star of, yep. him and the other dude. Yep. When he did a really good performance. And recent, more recently, that just came out in the month of October, he is in this, I think it's not really a film, it's like a, it's like a short story. Uh, called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. It's based on a Stephen King short story as well. Oh, yeah, wow. which he did. Honestly speaking, it's not the best story, but his performance is amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Gina Martell. I think he's gonna be doing some really great things. Yeah, Sophia Lillis. Not mm-hmm. to mention, she's gonna be in the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, movie. I'm so excited for. I'm really that. excited for that. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. I think she's a really amazing young actress. Dude, she is a really good actress. Yeah, man. she like for like I think she was maybe 15 when they filmed it. Yep chapter 1 or 14 or something and they were like I think the oldest one of them was maybe 15 mm. and I think Finn was like 11 or something yeah Finn was <laughs> really young man Eddie as well yeah yeah but they were all they all did so well yeah they did ridiculously yeah. well so, but yeah I can't wait for Dungeons and Dragons movie yeah uh, Wyatt Olaf has his own show I can't oh, remember really? what it's called um, it's a Netflix show as well, but I think Netflix has is scooping up all the child actors. Oh, I'm not okay <laughs> with this. It's called I'm not I'm not okay with this. I don't know if it's still going on, but if I'm not mistaken, I'm not okay with this. Also stars Sophia Lillis. Oh, really? Yeah, and wow. I think it's them together as the main main characters. I think, but yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, who plays Ed Young Eddie, mm-hmm. he is one of the funniest dudes, man. Like in real life. Uh-huh. I think he's in Shazam, right? As Freddy? I cannot remember. Yeah, honestly. I think he's yeah. in Shazam as Freddy, the guy on the, the, the crushes. Oh, okay. With yeah, Billy, yeah, yeah. Like Billy's brother. Yeah. And his mouth is just, he's like a motor mouth, man. Yeah. And I think he's going to be in the next Shazam movie as well that should be coming out next year. Yes, I, think. I suppose so. Something like that. But yeah, so I think he's doing pretty well as well. That's, but, that's good to hear, man. Like all this, the kids from this show are Yeah, are we, really we don't even well, talk about yeah. Finn. Yep, of course. We we talk about him <laughs> quite a number of times. Yeah, quite a many year. number of times. Yeah. And I believe Chosen Jacobs has like he's doing music, if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? Yeah, and, and he has some other stuff under his belt as well. Uh I don't remember must much of it. Oh, he was in another Stephen King property. Uh I think it's with Netflix called Castle Rock. So Castle Rock revolves around a few stories and everything. He was in Castle Rock. Right. But okay. Castle Rock got cancelled. So uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but still, he's like I love that Stephen King's using like all the kids that let me rephrase that. <laughs> I like that Stephen King is casting all the kids that he's casted before. Uh, he's keeping up a, a w- very good working relationship. I am censoring myself so hard <laughs> just to keep this PC, man. But yeah, they're all in their Stephen King properties, which I think is really good. Yeah. And Jeremy Ray Taylor, who plays young Ben. I think he was in the Are You Afraid of the Dark? The recent one. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember. I, I didn't really watch that, but I saw him in like a poster, I think. So yeah, that's really cool. Wow. And of course, the adults as well. Jessica Chastain, amazing. Yep. Yep. James McAvoy, he is definitely amazing. With, yeah. Between Split and X-Men, he's got... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he yeah, doesn't yeah. need I mean, one, He's not yeah, one for anything anymore. <laughs> Bill Hader, amazing comedian. Yep. I just want to see him. He has this He has this show that is getting super ridiculously high... Um, what do you call that? Praise? Record, um, the uh, critics are loving it. 
I see. Okay. I don't know how else to oh, say Vision. that. Oh uh, no, that's a. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, it's called Barry, and he plays like the main character Barry. I don't know if it's still going on, and but he's amazing. His voice is on almost everything as well. Mm-hmm. He's been in the Star Wars universe ever since the reboot because he does amazing voices. Right. Isaiah Mustafa. Do you know who Isaiah Mustafa is? I don't. Uh, he plays no, but he looks very adult familiar. Mike. Yeah. I'm gonna say something, and you're definitely gonna remember. Look at your man. Now back at me. Now back at your man. Now back at me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped using lady scented body wash and he started using Old Spice, he could smell like me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat. That's him. That is from Legend of Vox Machina? That is the Old Spice commercial. Oh, right. The man okay. your man should be like. Oh, Isaiah Mustafa. okay, okay, right. He was a football player, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Then he got really big famous from the Old Spice commercials because of the ridiculousness. And I don't know if he's in any other movies or anything <laughs> besides it. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, but yeah. then James James Jay- Ranson, James Ranson as well, he's in a few other things. He looks very familiar, actually, when I see his face. James Ranson? Yeah. He is currently, I think, I can't remember what else he's in. Let me think. Yeah, I can't remember. I know he's in like a, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years, but I just can't recall what exactly he's in. Mm, yeah, it feels like okay. It feels like I've seen him before. I don't, but I could be mistaken. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think he was in The Wire. I didn't watch that though. The Wire. I've watched some episodes. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it's really good. I just I I can't focus enough. Right. Maybe yeah. I'll try. I'll visit it back again. But sometimes, when it comes to super serious TV, I can't focus. I need. I need my giggles. I need right, my, right. my jokes yeah, and yeah, my yeah. stupid nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Ryan as well. He is. I believe he was in the Beauty and the Beast TV series from like ten years ago. <laughs> There's a Beauty and the Beast TV series. Yes, there was. It oh, was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it very much, but I think he was the main character of it. Uh, he was the beast, okay. I think, and the beauty was. It's not like the Disney one. It's just. It's more like he is a werewolf, and she is really pretty. Okay. And the the beauty was Kristen Crook, who was Lana Lang in oh, Smallville. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That lady, yeah. So that's all I remember him from, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And Andy Bean, who plays Stanley, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, he is in some other things. And I think I think he's in Transformers, but it's a small role. I've seen his face before, but yeah, he's also in Swamp Thing, the TV series, which right. I think is cancelled now as well. Okay, uh, so many, so many things getting cancelled here, left, right, and center. Yeah, and we have to mention Bill Skarsgård as well. So when you talk about Bill Skarsgård, obviously it was one of his big things, but he is now getting a lot of notoriety for being a good monster actor. So there is a movie upcoming called Nosferatu. And it's rumored that he's going to play the vampire in Osferatu. Oh, okay. So that's really cool. He's also going to be in John Wick 4. Oh, okay. That, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, Always, so right? I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. But he was in... After being in... Well, yeah. After being in It Chapter 1, he was also in the series called Castle Rock, which was focused... Is this the, the, the one Stephen that you mentioned? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're working together with the kids. Chosen, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah, he's amazing. There was also a series called Hemlock Grove, where it was like kind of like a supernaturally kind of thing as well. He was in it, and he's really good. He also comes from like an amazing family of wonderful actors, the Scars Guards. Right. So it doesn't like he, it's part of us all. His yeah, it's expected. You know, he's got he's amazing. Dude. You know, he's like our age. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. ridiculous. And the fact that he has to 
uh, Pennywise. Oh, yeah, he did it, man. Oh, one thing I want to mention as well. Oh, yeah. Before I forget. The 1990 miniseries. Okay. Pennywise. The person who acted as Pennywise was Tim Curry. Oh. And a Mm. lot of people did, like, a lot of people, a lot of people were kind of against the idea of Tim Curry playing Pennywise because Tim Pennywise is supposed to be, like, it's just an amalgamation of fear. Yeah. And after his performances in movies like Clue from a couple of years before that and from Rocky Horror, yeah. they thought he would be too comedic and too bright and happy. But Tim Curry is perfect. Remember I said last week when I didn't want to spoil right. how Tim Curry so was so big in my life when yeah, I was a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is why. Because he was the clown that, that traumatized your childhood. Yes. I still love Tim Curry though. Yeah, yeah. He is amazing. And his performance was so good back then when he was like in between takes he wouldn't interact with the kids at all because he wanted to keep that fear of them and if they ever went near him because in between takes he'd be like out smoking and shit if they, if they ever come near him he would just stare at them and like like flash his teeth and stuff like that the very curry-esque things oh yeah and keep the yeah, fear in them yeah, yeah. <sighs> what a brilliant performer man yeah his uh his friend is showing actually a little bit yeah <laughs> but you know but in a different mannerism yeah but yeah. still it's amazing yeah actually I, I wanted to ask you any last thing you want to say about this show you'll float too no I'm kidding <laughs> well uh, yes if I chose to go swimming and decided to not drown no the, but okay, here's the <laughs> idea right the thing is you'll float too it's it's kind of like you need to float to survive yeah but if you're f- just floating you're actually dead that, yeah, just that yeah, you'll float yeah, too yeah. is it's I maybe I'm reading too much into it because that actually happens a lot more often than I know, but it's the, so the deep, reading man. into it, not, yeah. not the floating and not living. Oh no, bit. I don't float, man. I, oh, okay. I just sink straight to the bottom. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> it's just it's so creepy. It man, is, you'll float yeah, too, and is, I, I love that so much. Yeah, and it's and that's it's it's just like a balloon as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I so many levels to it. Exactly, and reading too much into it, but. My last words for this is like, I guess it's, it is a really good movie. Yeah. I I mean, if it's I really a, were to think yeah. of last words is, fear is powerful. It is. It makes, it can cripple you. Yeah. But fear can also push you. Yeah. Fear is a superpower. Fear makes you quick. Fear makes you want to live your life. And, you know, to stop quoting Doctor Who, <laughs> <laughs> it is just one of the most. I am. I have a very. I am not even kidding right now. I am very deep trauma associated with it. I still watch the nineteen ninety the the most recent iteration of it. I still read the books because that's how well it's written. I will say that I'm very happy that both in nineteen ninety and recent two thousand seventeen the directors this and screenwriters decided to remove some of the parts mm. of it because this is one of the parts I hate the most about the book was that after the kids when they in well in the book it was in the sixties, but in this movie it was like the I guess it was nineteen eighty something. Oh. I think so. Or nineteen ninety actually. Nineteen ninety, yeah, that's yeah. right. So it because because they the kids beat it and because of her traumatic past yeah she wanted to have a bond with the boys that they would never forget so she wanted to be their first loves so the kids had the the 13 year old kids had an orgy in the den where they killed a demon clown that is 
a terrible ending to a book. It's not the ending as well, like, okay. but it's yeah. also like it's the people have gone to say it's supposed to signify them growing up and being like no longer being kids and them going into adulthood. But I am so thankful they left that crap out. Yeah. I'm very thankful because it's not necessary. It's not yeah, needed it, to the story. Exactly. That yeah. nuance is kind of, it's too nuanced that people will just look at it and like, what the fuck are you writing kids having sex? Yeah. You know, like what the shit this is, is this? This is in a book? It's in a book, yeah. It's oh, not in any of the, the 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 video portrayals of it. Thank goodness. Uh, thank goodness. Yeah. I also would like to say in the 1990 version of it, it had a very good soundtrack. It's one of the scariest things life. Just if you've never watched it, go try and catch a try and catch it somewhere. <laughs> Just the opening credits are enough to scare the shit out of you because of the music. Yeah. And if you watch Tim Curry's performance as Pennywise, it will blow you away. Like, it's not the best, you know, effects and everything because, yeah. yes, it was made in 1990 for TV. Yeah. So it didn't even yeah. have movie budget. But yeah, it because of the people who were working on it, like Tim Curry, it makes it so scary. That's why I think, to me, it's more psychological scary and it, it, it messes with you harder than the newer versions there you have it guys our thoughts on it so what about you guys what do you think of it or even our take on horror as a genre because I think we did speak about horror and our own life experiences do share with us uh, your I don't know favourite horror show or even uh, yeah you can share with us as well what horror tropes kind of speaks out to you because that is also the topic of our Podity More, which is will be dropping out this coming Thursday. So yeah, let us know on our Twitter and Instagram at the Podity, that is T-H-E-P-O-D-D-I-T-Y. Again, T-H-E-P-O-D-D-I-T-Y. Yes, and you can check us out on OnlyFans. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no, no. We don't. We don't use OnlyFans. If you want to look at our, <laughs> if you want to look at our naked pictures, go to Podidity. That's Podid. Titty. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so yeah. much for listening. My name is Nate. Hang on. We got to tell these guys what's up next week as well. That's right. Fuck. I forgot, man. I just wanted to get it over and done with. <laughs> but yes, please join us next week as we carry on the horror theme, the real horror scary theme, Ugh. as we talk about Haunting on Hill House. Not looking forward to that. Nah, Mike Flanagan is... We'll, we'll wait till next week. Yeah. Another week of full of horror shows. Well, thank you once well, again. Well, October's almost done. Oh, yeah. Be thankful for that. Yeah. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Stephen. I'm Pennywise. Fuck. <laughs> Catch you on more. Bye. <laughs>